Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Welcome in, Panther fans. C3 is 704 bound for the bye week. We've got a special Thursday night show. We're watching Thursday night football, but we're hanging out talking Carolina Panthers. You know you got the C3 crew here, but we teamed up with 704 Charlotte Bound Show to talk a little Panthers. It's been a long time coming. Friends of, uh, well, friends and supporters of each other's podcasts. And we've been trying to get this collab going for a minute. And now we are here to do it. My name's Tony Dunn. I'm the host of the C3 Panthers podcast. We're live every Tuesday night. We've got a post-game show, but we're on a break this week. Thank God, because the bye is finally here. And, man, I guess we needed a breath, a breath to catch our breath. We've been wheezing. We've been wheezing, Ray. Bam, we've been wheezing with losses and losses and losses. I'm here with my crew, CK and Greg, but I'd like to welcome in the 704 Charlotte Bound Show and the host of it. We'll start with the big man himself, Tuan Don. Welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast, and thank you for collabing with us this Thursday. Absolutely, man. Always great to be in here with you guys uh, doing this collab thing. You know what I'm saying? It's always a beautiful thing. Uh, to have two podcasts come together that respect each other and, um, you know, and just want to see each other do good, talk football, man. You know, I wish it was under better circumstances that we could be talking to each other right now, being six and oh, or maybe even uh, four and two, but zero or one and six. five. <laughs> <laughs> I know I keep hearing people say one and five. I'm just, I will <laughs> take that. I mean, that's one better. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. I'd like to shout out everybody in the chat room. Evan Sports Talk, C3, Anthony Mortensen, Carolina in the house. Tim Estes, always longtime supporters, guys. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe. Consider becoming a C3 super fan. I welcome in one of my podcast brothers, Greg the Bat Daddy. How you doing this Thursday night? Oh, man, it's Thursday. I'm not used to podcasting this night, but it's always a good time. We're talking Panthers football. Um Unfortunately, like we said, 0-6, it's hard to talk Panthers football and they're really positive. But I think somehow, some way, with this group of folks, we're going to figure out something positive about the Panthers football team. Tonight. There you go. If anything, uh, it's a good uh, group, of, a good bunch of people to talk. Claire, welcome in. Uh, host, one of the co-hosts of the 704, 704 Charlotte Bound Show. Say hello to everybody and tell us a little bit about yourself and the podcast. Uh, hey, everybody. Um, you should just... I, I know he was just talking about being positive. Um, I was on the positive train the beginning of the season. I'm slowly becoming more of the kind of getting sick and tired of talking about this football team. 
part of it with being Owen six. God, I can't believe we're saying Owen six. Um, I, I it's it's bad, but uh, we've we've been trying to do some shows where we've we've talked about mainly the problems or the roots of the problems on our shows. And hopefully we'll probably discuss some of those tonight and get your guys' viewpoints, because I think we all know who the root of the problem is with this team. So I'm sadly, excited. Thank you for having the, me. It's sadly, it's <laughs> the one person that you can't get, can't rid, get of. rid of. Yep. <laughs> That's right. We've got a, we've got a listener of our show who is on a campaign to get Mr. Beast to buy uh, the Carolina Panthers, and uh, uh, you know what? I'm a supporter of it. CK doing double duty, podcasting and dad duty. Welcome in the voice that makes a moist. Well, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am uh, going to be talking in a soft voice for the first part of this little thing, mainly because of this right here. Uh, she is just uh, chilling out, sleeping, waiting for mom to get home. Gaming. So, She's in her gaming chair already. Yep, already in her gaming chair. So happy to be here with you. Uh, you, I would say you boys, but also Claire. All right. And last but not least, Ray uh, is heading back. He's keeping us young, man. He's been b-balling it up, but now he's going to be footballing it up with the C3 Panthers podcast. How you doing, Ray? Yogi, I'm doing all right. Appreciate you having me. Uh yeah, no, I just got done some balls, so I apologize. I can't be on camera, but uh, I'm going to still give you my best. Don't worry. Word up. Tuan, tell everybody where they can find your show. You got about – we got to get Tuan 47 followers or something like yeah. that to get them to 1,000. They're on a quest for 1,000 followers, and we're going to help them get there, guys. If you're yeah. listening to the C3 Panthers podcast, make sure you sub up, but tell them where they can find your show and uh, what you guys are – you know, kind of your schedule and what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um 704 Charlotte Bound Show. Um, uh, it's a show that we started. Um, uh, we renamed the show from another show uh, from our fallen brother, 704, Steplin 704 Gray. Uh, a lot of podcasts were familiar with him, even the C3 Panthers podcast. And, um, you know, it's over here. It's, it's a group effort, just like it is over there with you guys. Uh, everybody over here works hard and, um, you know, we, you know, one of the things that we did when we first got started is uh, one of the persons that I spoke to was Cody. And um, and Cody just told me, he said, look, just go at it. Believe in yourself, believe in what y'all are doing and do it the right way. And um, here we are. People said we wouldn't make it back here and we we're almost about to hit 1K. You know what I'm saying? We come from a situation where we were doing multiple Ks, but this just feels right. Good, you know? good, man. Um all right, well, I'll start with you. Is the Panthers 0-6? What are your thoughts to, on this team at this current juncture? Man, I'm over the Carolina Panthers, bro. <sighs> no, that's hard podcasting life right there, to have yeah, a show it's... about the Carolina Panthers and to be over them. So, um, you know, I did a show last night, you know, where I, I talked about the root of the problem, and um, it's called Recipe for Destruction. I implore everybody to go check that show out. But um, it, I really detail from the top to the to the bottom, you know, like it's like we like this dish and, and in order, you know, to destroy something, you know, like you have to talk about things that destroyed it. Because if you think um, David Tepper is the only reason uh, for our zero six start, he's the catapult, but he's not the only reason. Uh, bad management, all types of things. Uh, we can't stay healthy, Tony. <laughs> we can't stay out. No, man. Every time you open Twitter up, somebody else is hurt. Man. I mean, and, people uh, that aren't even playing getting hurt. 
Right. We weren't even that good to begin with. But now, I don't know, man. I was one of the people at the beginning of the season said we was going to win nine games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sure did. I, I expected you sure ten. did. Yeah. Yeah. No. Greg, look, uh, Mr. Pessimism over there. Greg <laughs> dang, had <laughs> 10 wins in his little queue. And I, and if you go back and watch, there's a reason why I didn't expect it. I didn't, I didn't think we were going to win 10, but based on what we did, gave up, I expected 10 because we won seven last year. Right. Oh, and that's when he, and with him just saying that, I was at that like seven to nine wins max. Uh, and I was also on the we will start 0 and 2 because Bryce will be the starter. And man, was I crucified for that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you think it would be this bad? You're looking though? good now about it, right? No. And, and that's funny. You And it's funny you ask that because I feel like I went on this long rant of like, listen, y'all, like a lot of people, you know, on our show, like kind of get on me for just not always being the cheerleader fan. And uh, with that being said, you know, when I'm making these predictions, because, you know, these are my opinions. Like I said, I was kind of getting crucified for it. I remember just, you know, maybe within the last week or two having a show and I'm thinking to myself, like I go on this long rant where I didn't expect it to be this bad. You know what I'm saying? Like I expected it to be growing pains type bad. You know what I'm saying? Not this is just from top to bottom awful. Um, I, I expected there to just be growing pains with Bryce, him starting. I mean, it, it's, it was my, my whole spiel was he's going back-to-back division games, one of those in prime time. I understand he's from Alabama. He's played a lot of big games, but, like, this is the NFL. You're the first overall pick. You have two big games right out the gate. In my mind, it's just like I didn't think we we as a team, the coaching staff, and Bryce were going to be up to it. Now, to sit here and be 0-6 with this coaching staff and and the way, like, on, on our show, you know, we kind of, said it was like the Avengers. It was like just the perfect cast of, of coaches, whether it's, you know, young and old and, and, you know, just their resumes and everything. It's just Owen six was just not expected. Owen two. Yes. I, I, in my humble opinion, I figured we'd be at like two and four, maybe three and three at this point. So to see Owen six, pretty tough. Yeah. I think for me, it's not even the record. I mean, obviously Owen six, I never, I, I didn't see Owen six coming. Um, I was in the set, like exactly in the same wheelhouse about the number of wins that uh, you had. And that is a seven, eight or nine. I felt like nine would be an overachieving, like a really, uh, a season to be very excited about. I felt like seven was kind of the mark that you're trying to hit just to be, uh, successful and better. I mean, you should be better. You're better. You would think more experienced coaching staff and ultimately a better run organization by that point. Secretly, I did think there was a way I didn't want to admit it that, you know, you could be a six win team and just cause there's a lot of new parts going on. But for me, it's not the record that's been uh, difficult. It's just been how bad it's been, you know, is that, um, not only are we 0-6, but it's hard to see right now um, the team getting not only better in the short term, but now we're sitting here, at least some of us or I am, is like sitting here going, man, are we going to be talking about new coaching staff at the end of this season? Are we going to be, you know, and I just didn't see, I didn't have this on my bingo card, guys. <laughs> uh yeah, man. I mean, I did it all. I look back at some of the things I did. Like, I, I put up, I did a show on the coaches called The Avengers. <laughs> that shit man. didn't age well at all. <laughs> you know, I think, no, it hasn't aged well. And I think part of it, though, is because we were so confident 
that it couldn't be worse than what we had or with the Matt rule. The fact is, is that somebody the other day said I'd take Matt rule back and that hurt my soul. Like I was, and, and I know that yeah. they were being joke. They were joking. Um, but the fact oh, is, is that legitimately he never went. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, damn, that hits that hit real for me. That hit real. And and can I be fair? Like let let's be fair about the whole situation. Frank Wright came into what Matt Rule built with with um Fitter. Scott Fitter. Okay, yeah. like Matt Rule didn't come into that. Matt Rule came in and got to clean house and do what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not defending Frank Wright because I don't believe he's the answer. I'm just saying you've got to take that in consideration whenever you talk about what's going on. Matt Rule didn't come in with a rookie quarterback. Didn't come in with the expectations that Frank Reich did. Came in and was able to clean house, get who he wanted. Like this is a little bit different situation, which is why I feel like we're giving Frank Reich a little bit too short of a leash. I don't think he's the answer, but I think that we're taking a little bit too much blame on him. I don't know, man. It's zero and six, dude. I feel like everybody gets the blame at this. Oh, he point. deserves it. He deserves you know, blame. He got it's the just, uh, all of it. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that? And the fact is, is that the team looks like a mess. Uh, why is it so bad right now? Well, I'm, this is my philosophy on the situation. I think when you have a season and you get rid of Matt Rule and then um, and then you bring in Wilkes, who was a past head coach. Uh, if you know the history of Wilkes, he coached for the Arizona and he had a horrible team. He abduct, He came into a horrible situation, too. And he got sure. judged on that. And I don't know how many times uh, Tony and Bat Daddy, CK, Claire, and Ray, that you see teams ready to run through a wall for a coach. If anything, Wilkes had the locker room. And I think that's the start with a head coach. He had the locker room. Great point. And most coaches can't say they got the locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, and these players did so much as when we were really, really bad, went to Twitter, went to their social medias, went to the owner and said, this is who we're going to run through that brick wall for. This is the foundation. This is going to be a fresh start. You saw you see it in our play. We broke a record against the Detroit Lions, you know, what I'm saying uh, uh, running the ball. Um, and then we lost to Tampa. We lost. Let's be honest. We lost to Tampa because we had bad corners. You know, right. if we had some decent corners in that game, maybe that game goes a different way. And the first thing that our owner does is he goes and he fire, he gets rid of the um, the motor of the team at that time. The motor, he takes that motor out. He goes and gets Frank Reich, who just got fired from his previous job, and replaced by uh, a center, ESPN analyst, Jeff Saturday, and says. Not only am I going to put him in here and you guys have to follow his instructions, but the fans are going to have to take him too. Because we didn't look when we were discussing our next coaches, I don't think any of us said Frank Wright. No, no. I so David Tepper took it upon himself, even though I know he heard what the team and the fans said. And he said, I don't give a shit what y'all want. I'm going to give y'all what I want you to have. And that was the beginning of the destruction right there. 
I, you know, I hate to. Uh, I, f- I feel like this is that that's uh, it's, I guess, easy to second guess now. A Frank Reich uh, decision, but when when he was hired, I saw the positiveness in it. I saw NFL experience. I saw um, the move to an offensive minded, or at least somebody who lent towards an offense as a former quarterback. Um, I understand that people really like Wilkes. I understand the team like Wilkes, and the players really fought for him. I mean, we talked with Jonathan Stewart, and he had nothing but good things to say about Steve Wilkes from his time as a player. But this is worse than just, uh, you know, you got, you you, could, you didn't get the raw, raw, the right raw, raw guy. In fact, a lot of the players, though, during training camp, were saying something special is going on here. They were talking well about this, you know, like they, they didn't see this coming. So we've gotten sideswiped, and somebody put it is that um, in the chat, they said, Emotion doesn't beat the lack of talent. And it turns out this team has just had some real deficiencies. Now, if they got the hire wrong, that's potentially true. Um, I just didn't think it would be this bad when it comes to Frank Reich. And I understand that teams take on some of the identity of a head coach, right? And some people have said that Frank Reich is too... Um, even kill. I always called Frank. I've, this is what I call Frank Reich. I it's call him. Bit. I call him uh, white, uh, um, white Jim Caldwell, and Jim Caldwell is black Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, wanted, I wanted Jim Caldwell, and my friend was like, "Why would you want Jim Caldwell?" It's like the boring Caldwell, dude ever. He's an assistant advisor. I was going to say he's an advisor. Yeah, but that. Oh, I just, I just feel like the problem with Frank Reich, and you can go back and look at the tape, like. Like, Tony, you said that having the team and having the players and having the the fans doesn't isn't all what makes a coach. But Steve Wilkes had more than that. He took all that and won with it. Like, we had what we needed. Like, we had exactly what we needed. You can go back and look at it. I wanted Steve Wilkes as my coach. He We had exactly what we needed right here in front of us. Mm-hmm. And for some reason or another... When we the for the first time in in uh, David Tepper's history, the Panthers were working mm-hmm. with PJ Walker as quarterback mm-hmm. and Steve Wilkes as, as coach. He decided to change things up. I don't know why. I feel like he should have built off that. But it's more than just about having the team and having the fans. Steve Wilkes won games, right. and that's the important part about it. It's not just a matter of being a favorite. Like he was the he's the most winning coach we've had based on the amount of games he's played and the amount of games he's won in, what, five, six years? Maybe more. Claire, why is no the reason to get rid of him. Claire, why is the team so bad? <laughs> um, I think it does start with Tepper. Tepper's – so here's the thing, and I'll go a little bit more in depth about Tepper. I know we've talked about it on our show. Um, there's been mainstream, I guess you could say, sports entertainment and sports media um, outlets that have talked about it. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that Tepper being as hands-on with this team as he is wanting to be is also part of hindering a lot of what's going on. Um, 
you know, and there's this, uh, I, I don't want to call it a rumor, but there was a lot going around. I think it, it's starting to become more clear how much that it seems like this coaching staff wanted CJ Stroud and Tepper seemed to be swinging more towards Bryce Young. Um, and I think if we were to even start with that, because I think I mean, it all started with, I think it started even before um, the off season and in the draft where we were like how y'all were talking about Wilkes. Um, there's the, the video that everybody remembers. I was floating around Twitter about a week or two ago um, was when Tepper came in and gave Steve Wilkes a game ball and the emotion on Steve Wilkes's face. Everybody thought that he had essentially just signed his, you know, head coaching contract essentially when that moment happened. Um, but that didn't occur. And I think I that automatically, Right. Man, and I think that I, automatically so incited. Man. Yeah, that. Well, yes. <laughs> but I think that automatically incited a little bit um, of maybe not so. I don't even want to say like distrust, but I think that was the um, I guess you could say the pivoting point of when things started to, in my opinion, start moving in a downhill direction. Um, because if you have guys that are wanting to play for a coach, um, even Sam Darnold, when he was asked by the media, you know, about coach Wilkes, he said, you know, he's given me a chance to not only have someone believe in me, but he has inspired me to believe in myself. And for that to come from Sam Darnold's mouth speaks volumes. And Sam Darnold was actually looking really nice for a while, um, with, with Wilkes. And then, you know, PJ Walker did come in. I know Sam was hurt. But both of them, either way, were looking like serviceable QBs. Um, and I think a lot of what is going on now um, is has been uh, not only so much as poor communication between this coaching staff, between management and between Tepper, but it was also um, a matter of desires and wants kind of butting heads on potentially what they saw this franchise becoming and how fast versus how slow they wanted to take it um, to get to a level of success. Uh, I think Tepper wants to actually develop this a lot faster than what he has led on to be. I know at one point he was in a win now phase and he says he wants it to take time. Um, and I think with, with this coaching staff, not just Frank Reich, I think with this coaching staff, they were wanting to build around a QB. And then you've got Scott Fitterer, the GM in the middle, who was sitting here you know, over-promising and under-delivering, almost like always, and saying that he has built this roster to where we can just plop any QB in the middle and we're, we're golden. None of that sounds like anyone is communicating with anybody. Man. None of that sounds like it. So it, to me, it's, it's, it, it comes down to owner not communicating desires and wants or being not on the same page, one of the two, with the GM, and the GM almost being like the person in the middle who's like, well, I kind of got to build this roster if we're going to go get this rookie. And the rookie that they want needs to probably have a scheme fit and offensive pieces that fit to him. And they're telling me this guy, but you as the owner are saying you want this guy. So I think there's a lot of behind the scenes lack of communication as much as they want to smile about it and say, you know, we've had conversations and they've How been good. How collaborative has been? Oh, it's been we're we're all working together, right? And and, it, yeah. and I think behind the scenes, that is a complete lie. If I'm honest with you, we know um, it's a lie, Tara, because the owner is doing something that no other no other owner does, and he's having weekly members with his football staff. I mean, what owners do that? All right. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. if I can chip in real quick, I feel like Go what's not it, being right? talked about. I was gonna say, I feel like what's not being talked about though is, uh, let's say we had CJ Stroud right now. Are we really in that much of a different situation? Like, can we just pin it on Bryce's development? Bryce not, you know, Bryce looking good one play, not so great the next. Uh, can we no. just put it all on Bryce? Like, no. I, I feel like that's also getting lost in all this. Like, and I, and I feel like I don't know. Let me take a second and almost apologize to Bryce, where it's just like. I was I was at a point where I wanted to see this guy sit and develop, you know, like I was I was the one that was screaming, you know, Patrick Mahomes and and you know, Aaron Rodgers and we just watched Jordan Love, you know, all this kind of stuff about letting a quarterback sit a couple of years and learn yada yada yada. So huh? I ain't apologizing to us. Well, I'm I'm, I'm still going to apologize cuz I think we're honestly just putting way too much on this cat right now. Like yeah. we're obviously nowhere near as set up as we thought. So we were just saying it on our show. I think it was last night where, you know, we were saying like, oh, this is the first time a team's drafting first overall that's that like literally just needs a quarterback. Usually teams that are drafting first overall and grabbing a quarterback are terrible teams. Well, huh, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but like it was like the Scooby Doo moment right now, like rip the mask off, like holy shit, we were a shitty team all along. Like yeah. Well, so it turned it's, out it's, to it's, be a shittier team than we thought. Than expected, right? So, like, that's where it's just like I feel be like this bad to be correct, honest. even especially with, with this, this coaching. Yeah, right. Um, the other thing is, though, I know a lot of people get upset when you say, "Would if we put Stroud on this team, would we be much better or different?" I don't but think so. I would also argue, though, and look, is I'm not upset about the pick. I, I didn't. I, I wasn't. Bryce wasn't my first go to. Um, for some reasons, but I'm also a fucking just a guy who sits in his attic basically and talks about football. So if football people uh, have beliefs about this and I trust those guys, then I'm all in on Bryce. But I think if we reverse the question, though, and said if Bryce was on the Houston Texans, I don't know if he would be playing as well as Stroud is. Stroud's playing out of his mind right now. He, would. he is literally on he, – uh, he is on pace to have the greatest rookie season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, last, last week is going to – That's saying something. Last week is going to be a bit of a rinse of gears. No, oh, well, he had, okay. he had he would have had two if uh, if Bates didn't. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. we can't do this because when when Bryce played this exact team, Atlanta, he had those two picks from Bates, right? And and nobody wants to talk about Bates dropping the pick that C.J. Stroud had. So he should have had two had Bates actually had the same hands he had against Bryce. But he also yeah, you're, you're had right. a play where he is manipulated stats, Bates. It's not going to show would have. So yeah. right. But what I'm saying is now you're starting to see uh, C.J. Stroud face similar defenses to what the Panthers did, and you can compare those stats. Now there's only okay. one team you can compare C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, and that's against Atlanta, and it doesn't look like it's that much of a difference. I have, an, I have okay. a bold prediction that by the end of the year, it's not even going to be a question we made the right choice. Wow. Okay. And then right. if, if I can add, if, real quick, if you don't mind, can I add just ahead, like a, an added, added bonus to that question? Where do you think we would be at if we just let the red rifle be going right now? And Bryce has been sitting and learning. Like, I guess, you know, let me be selfish. Like, this is what I wanted. So where do you think we would be at right now? You know, six games in going to the bye week. If we let Dalton go and heading into the bye week, now we're getting Bryce ready to start week seven. Well, I mean, I guess it would be week eight. I think you would. I mean, if it depends on what your measurements are, you know, is that uh, would the team be significantly better? Probably not because you're facing so many injuries on defense and this and that. But we can clearly see that um, that uh, Andy Dalton was 
better suited in this offense against that Seattle game. I know they threw it 58 times, but he was under duress a lot. He was facing a lot of the same challenges that Bryce faces. But because I think of his, obviously, his experience and his confidence in that experience, that it translated, and I would say we would be better. We would be better off. I don't know if I like that idea, though, personally, as I like the idea of learning on the job yeah. and uh, getting the growing pains out. And the the league is so uh, fickle. And so, um, and it's not just fans, it's the coaching staffs, it's the GMs, it's the owners. They got two years in them and that's it. Mm. You know, is after two years, if Bryce isn't where he needs to be, teams are moving on. I mean, look, just what did Justin Fields, Justin Fields got two years. Zach Wilson. We didn't even get Cody's. Throw these guys a chance. I mean, with our team, uh, no, we really am. Yeah, and look, I, I, I think that honestly. Well, I mean, not. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just say, coming into it, like, I think that if we talk about the topic of Bryce Young and 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 uh, CJ Stroud being switched, I think you drop CJ Stroud on this team. There's a chance we have two wins right now, but there's a chance he goes zero and six. I think you drop Bryce Young into Houston. He probably has two wins right now, but he doesn't look as good as Bryce Young. I think the bottom line is I think C.J. Stroud is a better quarterback than Bryce Young, but I think that the situation in Carolina, you can't drop any quarterback into as a rookie, and they're going to be I, successful. I'll even throw this out yeah. here. I think Bryce, if C.J. Stroud came to this team, I think mm-hmm. it would have ruined his ability to actually be a good quarterback in this league. Maybe. Yeah, because, it might hurt him. Maybe. It might hurt him. How, how often do we find people who are not – and again, I, I don't know enough about C.J. Stroud, but I'm saying there is a potential – that you know, even Bryce Young is going to have impacts from being thrown to the wolves with a makeshift offensive line, uh, an offense that isn't designed to be able to get the ball out quickly, apparently, uh, with no weapons to be able to actually get open uh, within the four seconds you want to see a quarterback drop back and get the ball out of his hands. Um, you know, so CJ Stroud in this exact situation could very well also ruin his development. I just have hope that Bryce Young has a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, between the years that's going to allow him to be able to adapt. I was just going to say, so I guess, are, are, so were we all hoping for Trevor Lawrence here? Cause we saw in Jacksonville <laughs> at one point, it, the conversation started to happen. If correct me if I'm wrong, that he may be a bust. I mean, like, Oh, it's not looking so well, but, but now obviously what was it? Year three. And obviously this year as well. I mean, now, now it's a whole other conversation. Like he's looking like a great quarterback, but I guess that's my, right. that's my thing. He's still throwing the ball. Right. Well, I mean, but it's, but overall he's playing overall better ball. Like he's making, yeah. like he makes that team a competitive team, a contending team, at least in, like, in their division. And well, like that. I mean, like, and he's you know he better. He better. The right. got, I mean, at this point you would expect it. We heard, uh, <laughs> we were told well, he was the most, a generational talent that we hadn't seen since Andrew. Look, I would say both of the, the look is I first I think that Trevor Lawrence has underperformed what they what people said he was going to be I mean uh, in my opinion yes overall he has well the, I mean but, he's uh, third year in he's already gone to the second round of the playoffs in his second year after an amazing comeback okay. yeah cool. I mean look I think a lot of this and to go maybe to kind of I think what CK is because CK I feel like is the being the most complimentary of or at least uh, suspicious of of Spr- of Stroud's 
to how Stroud would do in this versus mm-hmm. uh, Bryce Young. I, I think the problem, what this comes with Bryce Young is this, is for me, um, I just try to remind myself of a couple of things. It's number one is that I think a lot of the expectations are self-create are created by us. Mm-hmm. And the disappointment that comes when it doesn't meet those expectations really has very little to do with the player, their own development and what they can be. But just the fact that we projected them to be so great. And so when they're not what we wanted them to be, then you're disappointed. And so I think for me, this is why I'm not ready to just go out there, CK, and say, Oh, if Stroud was over here, he wouldn't be doing good. If Bryce was over there, he'd be doing the same. I think this is just what C.J. Stroud did. He has exceeded expectations. Yeah. That's totally what he is. And I think that all the Texans team, the exactly. coaching staff has. But, look, he's got he's dealing with a makeshift offensive yeah. line. Four out of five that's, offensive linemen starting offensive linemen out. By the way, mm-hmm. looked way better than our offensive line. That's fine, now, but there's still it being all backups, though. But and, here's, you can talk about yeah. it being makeshift all you want, but when you look at the teams, it looks better than ours. They Even didn't win you're, not, you're, not seven me feel, you're not making year. me feel any better about this. They, they didn't <laughs> win seven games last year. They, they're with a brand-new coaching staff. C.J. Stroud is facing a lot of the same challenges that Bryce Young is. But what I'm saying is, is just because C.J. Stroud is playing great doesn't mean that Bryce Young isn't good. Agreed. And I don't think that if Bryce Young was in in Houston, that he would necessarily be playing to the level of Stroud is. And I don't know if Stroud would be playing the level. But we, I just want to compliment Stroud for his his debut in the NFL rather than saying I guarantee hey, he's glad he didn't come here. Place. I guarantee. Oh, that's rough. Listen, I told, hey, 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 Tony, right. you got to promise me to go back and listen to the, um, the show I did last night, that recipe for destruction. I will. So we're talking about a lot of that shit. Now I, I guarantee you'll love it, but listen, I'm going to say something to make you guys eyeballs get big. I said it last night. Ray heard me say it. I think, Two, if we if we bring two people back from last year, only two, I think we're different. I think we're different. Only two people. I'm not saying we're winning, but we've won some games. That's Wilkes and Sam Darnold. Oh God. <laughs> Run it back with and Sam Darnold. Darnold. And guess what? We wouldn't have to have have not having to give up, giving up for him. I was one of the ones that wanted Sam Darnold to fuck out of town. And you know, I say sometimes when you wish, you better be careful what you wish for. Mm. Because Sam Darnold, and, and it hurts me to say, Sam Darnold could be actually balling right now. He would be doing way more than. I mean, at the end of the day, you almost have to jokingly say he outplayed Trey Lance enough to get him traded away. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So let's take this. Like to piggy, I'm saying to real quick to piggyback off Twan to to take that. Like he played well enough to get somebody else out of town at another team, a very good team at that, and we wouldn't have given up our picks. Look where we'd be sitting right now, assuming if we're zero and six. That just, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of dominoes that fell with Wilkes leaving. You know what I'm saying? Can I? Here's the thing. I'm going to take this one step further. Baker Mayfield looks like he's a top 15 quarterback in the league right now with those weapons. I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. Right. Let's talk about PJ Walker going into the Browns 
finding a way to yep. bring them to a victory without Deshaun Watson in there. Yeah. Against, against the 49ers. Against the 49ers, yeah. he really played for the Browns. I thought he got cut from the, the uh, He got cut the from the Bears. He got hey. cut from the Bears, and he was a backup for the Browns. Wow. He just beat the 49ers. I said it in the, I said it in the, uh, the Panthers Dynasty League earlier. We we jumped on a quarterback one year too early. Yep. We should have. That's what I was saying had. last night. Yep. Steve Wilkes, and we could have had two draft picks next year because we could have still traded Brian Burns, had DJ Moore, and, and even if we'd have lost, we'd have had a chance for Mayor Williams. This is crazy. And there's a few more quarterback prospects that are out this there. Is, we should have, would have, could have. One year too early. I'm not saying Bryce is garbage. I'm saying with the team that we have, Bryce Young wasn't the right pick. For what we needed, yeah. well, Tony, we when you look at it now, that, that is absolutely just like correct. Chicago. He's absolutely correct. Yeah, when you look at it now, he's right, man. I don't know. Zero. I'm not. It, 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 make, it, it makes for a good early, debate. I'll, I'll, I'll say that it makes for a great debate. I'll tell you that. I don't I know was, if it's necessarily right, but I was look yeah. is I I didn't want to wait another year for a quarterback. I didn't want to wait another year for the for the truth for the actual truth. I would have waited one more year. I, I don't I know do how I feel, Twan. Is, is this, I think a lot of my disappointment going back to what I was saying is more about expectations because all of the talk was that this was going to be smoother of a transition to the NFL for this player than anybody we had seen because of this super staff that was assembled of the Avengers coaching staff. I think a lot of this is I don't think Bryce Young has been bad. I don't think he's lived up to what we wanted him to be. And that makes us disappointed regardless. Next, I would say this is that when it comes to Stroud and Anthony, Anthony Richardson, who's now hurt, at least Anthony Richardson, I saw somebody on Twitter say this. They said, at least I'm glad he showed that he belonged, he can't you know, before him. he got hurt. But I think this is that when you're playing with the second number two pick when you're CJ Stroud, there wasn't the expectation that he was going to be immediately successful. And so I think when you're the number one pick, I think with Trevor Lawrence, this is a great example is that you're either the best quarterback ever or the best pick ever or a bust. There's very little in between. And right now I think Bryce is an in between is that it's just like, Hey, he didn't set the world on fire, so we're not happy. But I think this is that Bryce Young, I mean, the only thing that's going to continue uh, to make us wonder is, will Bryce Young be able to succeed in the league if he's not surrounded uh, by the right people? And if that's the case, if if he is not a if he's a good player, but not a x-factor game changer in many ways if he's like Brett brian burns a very good player but not a game wrecker then we're going to be disappointed because he was number one overall and the trade-up if he was a 12 if we got him at 12 we wouldn't care you know and so that's the thing is the pressure and the expectations are heightened because we traded up number one and number one, he's number one. And so let's talk about his play so far. What are your thoughts on, and let's try not to fall too far into the rabbit hole of what could have been. How have you seen 
uh, Bryce Young's performance. What do you think of his performance through six games so far? Anybody right. can take right, it. Bro. Uh, five, say, I'll hop in. And, no, we're so we'll say, Oh, well, he did. He missed. Yeah, one. but he he, he missed the yeah. one. I mean, I'll I hop mean. in and go because I mean, for me, it's pretty short and simple. Uh, it, he's he's been inconsistent, but I mean, I feel like he's he sh- There's been glimpses of why. He, I guess he was chosen first. I guess we'll put it that way. Like there's there's glimpses of why he was chosen over Stroud. Um, but then there's also things where it's just like. Are we looking at the same quarterback? At the, you know what I mean? It's just the inconsistencies there. Like, it's just like, ooh, great play. But I think, again, also looking back, a lot of it's offensive line play. Like, it's it's been tough. It's been tough to see a lot of these plays break down. And it's, it's just like, you know, we claim that – and there are times – I shouldn't say it that way. There are times, yes, he does hold the ball a little too long. But there's times where it's just – he doesn't even really have much time to make that first read either. So, again, that's why I go back to, you know, what I said a few minutes ago where I almost want to apologize to the guy where it's just like, I think we – I think we we're putting too much on him. So, I mean, I think he's played okay in, in his first five games. I'll okay. put it that way. CK, um, what are your thoughts? Because CK is, I feel like CK is tried to, is having to take, he takes the mat. He's been having to deal with Greg and Cody going crazy. And you know what? Cody, I feel like is superseding Greg on our show. CK, your thoughts on uh, Bryce Young so far through the bye week. Um, He's getting better. Um, he's constantly, you know, I haven't seen him taking a step backwards. Um, I think watching uh, Andy Dalton run this offense helped him out because before it just felt like he wasn't seeing uh, the 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 receivers' uh, potential to be open, and then you you have to go back and watch Dalton unleashing that ball. You know, not not needing to see where the quarterback was or where the wide receiver was, things like that. And I think CJ, I'm sorry, uh, Bryce Young has been uh, anticipating where uh, receivers are going to be a lot more. There's still a lot of growth that needs to happen. Um, He's certainly not where we want him to be. And that's certainly a concern and it's worthwhile of being concerned. I don't think it's uh, anything that we should be turning a blind eye to, but I, I, there's no part of me. I I truthfully believe that after what we've seen um, from Stroud, um, and the fact that Anthony Richardson is uh, out for the season, I think by the end of the year, um, there is a good possibility Bryce Young is not going to, there's not going to be a question that he's Why? The, the guy. Why do you say it. that given the fact of that the Panthers have continued to struggle with injury? Um, why, like what makes you believe that other than just hope? Uh, no, the fact that the, there's so many questions about the offensive, I mean, about the playmakers around him, even Miles, we're down to just Chuba Hubbard and that and Blackshear, and that's it. Um, why do you have that? Is, is it more than hope that you are basing that, um, that take on? Yeah, a couple of things. So you're going to have clearly Adam Thielen is, uh, uh, really emerged as our number one target. He's not the number one wide receiver. He's been playing out of the slot a lot more. Um, I think that uh, Mingo is only going to get better as he continues to 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 move on with uh, throughout this uh, this year. DJ Chark has yet to have an opportunity to to really connect on those deep balls. Once these guys start to get uh, get that chemistry together, I think that there is going to be some explosive plays that we feel like we've been lacking. But one of the most important pieces uh, is Austin Corbett coming back. Um, we had we had some, you know, we had uh, uh, the was it Rich from uh, Cat Crave come on last night talking about you want to have uh, the 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 guards in the center. That was how they built 
you know, the 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 Saints, right? You want to have the guards in the center to be able to protect the shorter quarterback like Breeze, like uh, Bryce Young. And so we've been lacking in that front. We've had both of our starting uh, line, you know, left and right guard out of the game. Corbett hasn't been there all season. Christensen's not going to be there all season. Um, and so that's been a disadvantage for, for Bryce Young. Corbett coming back is going to be a positive as we move forward. Um, and I think Thomas Brown calling plays. I'm not saying it's going to be lights out, but I think that some of the things he's going to bring from the Rams is going to allow Bryce Young to, to play effectively. We want to talk about uh, the, the way golf would look in an offense like that. Uh, he comes from an offense that can turn basic wide receivers into incredible uh, number one wide receivers on every single team in the NFL. Uh, and that's what we're hoping to see Thomas Brown do with some of these guys we have on our team right now. Claire, your thoughts on Bryce Young through the bye week? I mean, they kind of echo what everybody so far has said. Um, it's he has moments where he does flash. Um, there are flashes of him where you can obviously you you see the quarterback that everybody saw at Alabama that everybody has been seeing since his time at Modern Day. Um, but you know, I I think there's so many different. Come, I know we've talked about this throughout this show so far, but there's components to that kind of boil down to what's going to help better prepare him for success, even if it's later on in the season, not so much next year, but even later on in the season. Um, you know, I'm glad that he has found chemistry with at least a receiver that is reliable for him, uh, Adam Thielen. I know they were talking about it on the on Sunday, the last game that we played. You know, he's as far as um, active slot receivers you know in the slot receiver spot adam thielen is first in all categories and he's tied for first in another um so with that which is good for bryce um but my biggest thing is is uh if if it becomes very obvious that that's who's going to be his uh, you know his uh his security blanket his uh um, you know whatever he is is his reliable guy uh he's going to get doubled very quickly um and then then who then who is it going to be? You know, is it going to be are we actually going to get to see Hayden Hurst come out and use his tall size for Bryce to be able to get him the ball down the field? Same with DJ Chark. Um, you know, is Jonathan Mingo going to find, you know, is, is he going to not even not him step up necessarily, but is he going to be given that opportunity to step up and become the, the wide out that we drafted him to be? Um, I think. A lot of it as far as as far as just Bryce himself, um, his stats. They're not put it this way. They're they're not the worst, um, but at the same time, I don't think anyone here saw him getting four interceptions already going into the first five six games of the season. I didn't. Um, you know, at worst worst case scenario, I thought he would struggle mainly with uh, knowing that he does like to hold on to the ball. He does like to hold on to the ball as long as he possibly can until a play comes open. If you know, if the options, you know, cease to exist at that point, um, trying to create a play as well. Um, things that were strengths of his at Alabama, but unfortunately here in the NFL, um, it's a lot fast. There's it's faster pace. Um, the rhythm and the cadence is very different. Um, and when you've got a line that for lack of a better term has become, uh, like a, a, it's almost like musical chairs. We've got guys who were playing not really to the position that they were drafted for, but they're having to do it because there's guys that are hurt. Um, you know, there's no cohesion on the offensive line. Um, I think there are moments where the offensive line eventually just can't keep holding back these guys and Bryce needs to make decisions and mm. preferably to throw it away and not take a sack. 
um, you know, to protect himself and also to not have negative yardage. Uh, there's a lot of critique for Bryce and there, and there's not, and put it this way. I don't think any of it can needs to be viewed as, you know, you're just saying he's bad. You're saying he's awful. You're saying he sucks. Um, it, it's literally just critiquing, um, you know, the, the, what little bit of football I ever played in my life, you know, I was on special teams. I was a kicker and a punter. That was all I ever was. You know, I can't speak to being a quarterback. I can't speak to being any of that, but the bottom line is, is, you know, I don't think you can call Bryce a bust. Um, I think he has struggled. I think the philosophy of the coaching hasn't helped. Frank Reich, to me, is not a guy that you would see as someone who is an inspirational head coach that you would want to be coaching a rookie QB. Um, I think they see more eye-to-eye on morals. You know, I think he and Bryce Young see eye-to-eye on that with with his upbringing. Um, he and Frank Reich seem to, you know, that might be more of a, a, a relationship built on upon those values. But as far as football and coaching values and what he needs to instill in Bryce, to me, Frank Reich is just not that kind of a coach. With a rookie like Bryce, who's taken number one overall, you need to have somebody who's literally going to rile him up. Um, I think the biggest thing I can give credit to C.J. Stroud for that I have not seen from Bryce is C.J. Stroud is trying to build the camaraderie and to build um, chemistry with all of his teammates. He he's doing, you know, coming up with. I I remember reading an article a couple of days ago. One of the ways that he won over the locker room and won over, um, having his teammates who are much older than him and some of them his age trust him as a leader is him doing very simple things, and that's just you know coming up with handshakes, um, supporting supporting with them, celebrating every touchdowns, getting in there and being involved in a positive way. Um, and, uh, you know, having them over at his house, you know, to, you know, once a week just to build that team chemistry that can speak volumes in a locker room. Cause I think it's also not just the coach that needs to win over, over the locker room. That rookie QB needs to also be working hard to do the exact same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. it it can't be somebody like Miles Sanders or Adam Thielen leading that locker room. It's not going to work. If you're the QB, no matter how old you are or how tall you are or how big you are or how great you are, you need to instill your position as I got this. Trust me. I trust you. I got this. And Bryce doesn't seem to be able to hone on that very well. And I think part of that also comes from coaching. The the way a quarterback and any of your players are going to be reflects on who their coach is. It's, it's, it's almost going to be a, a mirroring act. If you've got a coach that's all about fighting for every yard, all about fighting for every point, instilling trust in your quarterback to do what he needs to do, your quarterback is going to look just as confident. Your quarterback is going to know that he can trust his players, that he's got the plays understood, and everybody knows what they're supposed to do if there's that confidence there and if there's that fight and that will to win there. Mm. Frank Reich to me just looks like, I hate to say it, but he kind of just reminds me of a Sunday school teacher in a way. The whole, you know, we're well, all going to hold hands. He is a pastor. Right. He's an ordained pastor. Do you remember he, Caroline Can, who used to be the sideline <laughs> reporter for the Carolina Panthers about three or four years ago? She's like super tall. Um, she left because her she ended up getting married. She is married to Parks Frazier, who is now our passing game coordinator. He was in mm-hmm. Indianapolis with Frank Reich, and Frank Reich officiated their wedding. Damn. 
Bum, bum, bum. I do think this That's is clear. That, I think that in some way, look, is that maybe, look, is I've, uh, I thought for, uh, Frank Reich would be, I think surrounding, I thought uh, Bryce Young having Frank Reich, uh, having uh, Josh McCown, and uh, like these kind of fixtures around him would have been more beneficial. I'm not sure though. I think some of this is personality though. You know, well, that's is what that I'm saying. Bryce like, is a res- as a as a reserve personality. He's very mellow. He's very you know no. It never gets high. Never gets low. Can't win a locker room like that. Just, just like hey, when, hey guys, we're gonna yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you've got like, to like, have Michael Jackson out there. But I did. <laughs> if you don't remember about if you do remember not if you don't remember. Not too long ago, uh, Thomas Brown said something, and he said we had the best. It was right after the Andy Dalton week, and he said that Bryce, um, what one of the things that he thought that he took away from Andy Dalton was the energy, the the kind of confidence that he brought into the huddle. And he said Bryce was doing that more. So I don't know if you can – I don't know if a coach can just change a personality, right? Well, Uh, it's not so much about changing a personality, but, I mean, you can also try to instill what he's going to – I hate to say it have to be, rather his personality is that or not. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Sam Darnold wasn't the most rah-rah kind of guy either, but – you got Steve Wilkes to get him to believe in himself and to trust in him. And it kind of looked like a different offense. You, you can't sit there and tell me that's because all of a sudden Sam Darnold woke up and remembered that he could play good football. So my, my, my reservations with Bryce Young is this. <clears throat> um, I'm not going to call him a bum either. I've called him a bum recently, but I'm, I'm going to be PG tonight. Um, I think Bryce Young has been coddled his entire football career. Mm, okay. Ever since high school, and I forgot what show it was, but, man, Claire did a really good piece on this. And the dude was coddled in high school. They they had to find the right high school for him to play for and have talent around him. Um, he went to uh, – um, Alabama and had to get all this talent around him. I mean, who doesn't succeed at Alabama? If you don't go to the, um, if you don't win the championship, that that's considered a bad year over there. Or at least in the playoffs, right? Yeah. <laughs> or at least the play- playoff team. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know where he, where was he going to go? He said to convince him to go to Alabama. I don't know what college he was going to go to USC. Yeah, he was originally because he's a California kid, so he's originally actually committed to USC, and then he went and visited Alabama. He saw the success and kind of what Tua was doing, and Tua was playing some inspirational football at the end of his, you know, at the while he was at Alabama. But I think it was who's the there was a I think it was James uh, somebody else. Waddle, that's right. Yeah, as Waddle came out and said he was the reason that he got um, him yeah. to stay. But uh, but the, right. the, the argument, like, that's, I, I don't like that discussion about Alabama, like all quarterbacks come here to be, well, all quarterbacks go there and be successful because they pick the best quarterbacks in the country, right? They have their pick of the litter. 
and Bryce Young was considered one of the best in the entire country. So I'm like, I can't their their success is because his him coming there should tell you that he was a part of why they're successful. Um, so I don't think like I, I don't think that you're gonna be taking uh somebody who's gonna be going to Liberty like a Malik Willis and putting him into Alabama and he's gonna be having the same success that you saw Bryce Young and uh you know Jalen or I'm sorry uh uh Tua have and and what have you like I mean there's I just don't like that argument because just because the team the the Alabama has a history of being good doesn't mean that it diminishes his value as a quarterback. Honestly, I think it raises it. Hmm. All right. So okay. this okay, so let me let me let me let me explain to him why I'm saying Connor. Because I mean, look, I mean CK just made a great point. But CK, mm-hmm. when Bryce Young goes to Alabama or whatever quarterback goes to Alabama, they're surrounded by nothing but five stars. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they're only going to be, I mean, I feel like we the, the one time when you really get to see some quarterbacks' talent is when they're playing with guys where they're uh, willing these other guys on teams to wins, and you can see, like, this quarterback is the grave difference. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So, over there, with, even with Bryce Young, they still lost games with him. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, the guys around number five process. So, my point about Coddle is this. Bryce Young has never been in a situation like he has when he came to the Carolina Panthers where everything's not set up for him on a platter, where everybody around him is, is, is just as good as he is or whatever. So now he's got to really be a quarterback, and now his skills has to come out, mm-hmm. you know. And then, like uh, like they said, you know, I'm like, I mean, as an ex-football player, he ain't going to win me over in the huddle. He ain't got – man, Bryce Young has no dog in him. You got to have some dog in you. In the NFL, you know, I mean, mm. if somebody gets out of order, and I can think of a lot of quarterbacks where you remember when Aquano jumped outside about four or five times in that game? Bryce Young should have gone nuts on him. Can you think of some quarterbacks in the NFL or past in the NFL that would have grabbed Aquano by the face mask and yep. said, if you I don't know if they would have done that as a rookie, though. <laughs> Huh? I don't know if they would have done that as a rookie. Tom Brady wasn't Dicker screaming and yelling at people when he was a rookie or when he just came in. He didn't have a guy go well, I'm, I'm not saying physically, yeah, not saying physically grab his yeah. face mask. I'm just saying, let it be known, you're killing me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ahead, you're hurting Greg. me out here. Hey. What we're trying yeah. to get done. Look, he's never going to do that. Who is he going to ever argue with? Ever. Yeah. I agree. He doesn't intimidate anybody. That's that's the problem. I'm not saying he can't, but he doesn't intimidate anybody. He's my size and to intimidate anybody. Look, here's my thoughts on Bryce Young. Okay, Ouch. Like, everything we've been saying is valid. Like, like everybody's making great arguments about the good and the bad of Bryce Young. Yeah. The bottom line is we traded for him, and he's not performing above the level that he should be at a number one quarterback. That's okay? the bottom line. All twenty two tape, and I'll give it to you. Our offensive line is shitty. Okay, but I've watched the all 22 and I've seen him not throw the ball to wide receivers that are open downfield. I've seen him throw the ball to wide receivers that are open downfield and overthrow them. And I've seen you know what? Every quarterback in the NFL throws the ball to a wide receiver and lets them get a 50 50 ball. There doesn't have to be three yards of separation between a receiver and a quarter and a, and a, uh, a defensive back to throw the ball to him. Bryce Young's waiting for the perfect moment. I'm not saying he's a bust. Bryce Young is not a bust. I'm not saying that he's a good quarterback. He's not the right quarterback for what we needed in Carolina right now. And to be honest with you, I don't think anybody is. I don't think we should draft a quarterback. Going back and looking at it now, we shouldn't have drafted a quarterback. I don't think that Bryce Young is the guy that's going to bring us to the future. 
he may have a good future going forward, and we could build around him like we like they did with Trevor Lawrence. The problem is we've given up everything to get him to be able to build around him what we need. Everything. He is like, one of the reasons the that we're in the situation that we're in now, and it's not his personal fault. It's exactly. just that we're going to do exactly. all of that to go get a guy. <laughs> exactly. Be Bryce, guy. Bryce Young, look, here's what I've seen with Bryce Young so far, okay? He does not come through in the clutch. There has been a moment in every game this year where we've had a chance to either hold the other team by scoring and change the momentum or to go ahead big time because he has the ball to do it. He's either turned the ball over on downs or on a turnover. Okay. He doesn't have that clutch. Furthermore, if you take, if you look at garbage time, it takes away to a third to a quarter of his stats, positive stats, yards and touchdowns for the year. If you take away garbage time and then his stats look like shit. Okay. So all I'm saying is I get, he's a rookie. I get it. Okay. He's not the rookie that was best fit for Carolina. I'm not saying he can't succeed, but he was not the guy that we should have traded up for to get this year, period. Like, he's a good quarterback. I think if he goes to another team, he can be very successful. I don't think his time in Carolina, because of what we started him with and the future that we have to build around him, he's ever going to be successful. I think it'll be three years and out in Carolina, to be truly honest with you. Tony, Tony, the last thing I want to say about this is this. And I'm, an advocate, and I'm an advocate of this. I'm an advocate of this. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, when you do podcasts and, and a lot of people, when they do podcasts, you know, we give up here. We give our opinions. We put it all the way out there. You know what I'm saying? It's just like sometimes we're lame ducks with our opinions. We put them out there. People see our faces or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I think the other problem with the Carolina Panthers, and um, I think me and Bat Daddy was talking about it on the free fall one time. I think it was me and him or whatever. But, um. And part of the thing that I was talking about last night for Recipe to Destruction, I think Carolina Panthers fans have never been more divided than ever. Yeah. I think the fan base has never been more divided than ever. And the thing is, is we as a fan base, we got to stop like, getting our fucking feelings hurt every time somebody critiques a guy that you like on the team. Man. Right. You can't, your feelings cannot continuously get hurt from somebody critiquing a guy on your team. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get better. I mean, I think every content creator that comes up here, Panthers content creator, we all want to talk about wins. We don't we don't want to sit down and be talking about these losses and whatever, but when we're saying talking about losses, I mean, what, what do you think there's a lot of great things to talk about when you're zero and six? You can only point out flaws, how to get better, how do we get here? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of fans, when they hear Bryce Young's name, they get butt-ass hurt. Why are you talking about Bryce? It's not Bryce's fault or whatever. No, and you can say, I'm not blaming it all on Bryce a thousand times, and it's not getting to their ears, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But Bryce, is he's part of the problem right now, probably not due to his own, but what Bad Daddy just said, but when you cash in what we cashed in to go get him, you know? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And essentially, our owner picked our coach and our quarterback and not the other way around. <laughs> then what do you, what do you think we're going to say, bro? 
Yeah. It's coaching. Yes, it's yes, it's coaching. Is it is it the team and injuries? Yes. Is it Bryce Young's under development right now? Yes. Is it the owner? Yes. Is it the uh, uh, the general manager? Yes. Is it us? Yes. Is it the fact we that we all can't play keep a, a team healthy? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> all of that. Everything. Well, there's some people all right now in the chat that are. Um, we all play a part of this shit. Bro. Uh, there are some people in the chat that disagree fervently with some of these uh, perspectives on Bryce Young. I think uh, I do think it is important to be able to listen to other people's opinions and it not um, necessarily be a referendum on them as an individual and not that not people are doing in the chat right now, but it is, it is one of those things is that if you're critical of a player that you're, you're not a fan, right? If you're critical of a situation, you don't know anything that's going on. And I think that's exaggerative. And I think too being overly critical um, and in many cases, like some people have said, is like we're five games in. Uh, we've got a terrible, you know, there's a lot of other factors. I think those are fair points, too. Um, but we did ask the question, uh, and part of this was, is just what are your thoughts on Bryce Young through five, you know, through the bye week? I would say um, the thing that is – um, and this is this doesn't go for Bryce Young. This goes for the entire team. The entire team, I am disappointed with. Hmm. I just have, or or maybe not disappointed. That's not the right word. Stunned. Frankly, I'm shocked. Frankly, frankly, Reich, I'm shocked that it is. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> not better. I'm not saying that it needed to be playoff bound. I'm just. Really shocked that it wasn't uh, a little bit, even if you say, hey, we got these injuries, even now the injuries have become wildly crazy, particularly on the defensive side, even more so to me on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I thought it was going to be better. We also believed that Bryce Young, and, and, and this might just be naive on our part, and this goes to Ray's point of, you know, maybe rushing it in, too much is that I think it was naive to believe that Bryce Young was going to be this first rookie that never met struggles. Right. Is that because we listened to the talking head so much, we were bought into the hype of how well prepared he was. And, and this, I'm going to tell you this, I've learned my lesson guys from now on. Anytime somebody tells, I hear the words from now on generational talent or pro ready I am going to just say, just stop talking to me. <laughs> uh, it's too, we throw those around too casually. Too casually. Um, look, like is this is, I think there's still a long way. I think that if anything, I think that Bryce, the fact that he hasn't gotten hurt, um, I think the fact that he has gotten better, um, even if it's just incrementally, are good things. Um, I also think this is that... I'm not going to make a judgment on anybody on uh, on this team and the validity of their career going forward in such a short amount of time. Um, I, I, I am going to say this, though. If I have one concern about Bryce Young, it's, it's his size. And well, it's we've been not... We've talking about that for a while. Tony. I know, I know. But I, I'm not talking about... I think... Before the cop, before he, I saw him play, 
it was was his size going to be a um a fact you know it's like the fact is, is that he just get crushed in the NFL you know what i'm saying in fact i don't know if you guys remember like maybe it was early in the season maybe the first or second game a guy kind of blasted it was like a speed rush of course if he's getting worked or something in it and the guy just grabbed Bryce's jersey, but he wasn't even like he just got a hold of his jersey, and poor Bryce got ripped down like a rag doll. And you're like, oh god! Uh, I thought that for me it was Bryce get hit, and I was worried about him holding up in a durability thing. Right now, the very thing that is just about his size that I won't say concerns, but to me is definitely something to watch is that when that pocket is close to him, when those offensive line are so tight on him, yeah, it's just like, man, can you really – he just – he almost is like – it's like if I went and played basketball with the guys Ray played with tonight. I would just be looking up at at them. It don't matter how shifty and how good I am. So I just think this is that like is that – that I and there's a piece out right now um, that we talked about on the show last night, and it's following these three quarterbacks. And there are NFL guys that are just saying this is Drew Brees was short, but he didn't look small. No, he- and Bryce he said looked small. So if anything, that's something. Uh, that that to me is the thing. Is oh, that no. Drew, Drew wore some big shoulder pads though. Okay. <laughs> they were bigger. Drew Drew, were Drew wore some big shoulder pads. He just looked taller than him though, and more filled out though than Bryce Young. I I don't think. Uh, look, is I look. I think that Bryce Young is going to needs to be given the opportunity to be the Panthers quarterback for three years. Uh, I think you Tony, you listen, invested in it that much. I think you need to believe in it still that much. And I do think that he is, you know what, is he's, he has shown he can play in the league. I, I, again, I think this comes back to, it has nothing to do with him and his play. It's the expectations we put, particularly this staff too. Is that, I mean, is that, and then I think too, it's not only the expectations, but also of how far, short of those expectations it's not that the expectations were just inflated that people are sitting here going nine ten eleven oh my god we're gonna win the freaking super bowl with a rookie that's wild but oh and six and everything the fact that frank reich and this staff could be one and done is bananas that's it's just such a far is like you sh- you didn't you're like oh I think I'm gonna go out there and hit the golf course and you go oh I'm gonna shoot you're like oh I've never played golf with you what are you gonna shoot I said man it's a I could probably shoot around a ninety and then you shot like a one forty you're like Jesus dude let me ask you guys the one question though like this most quarterbacks that are Bryce Young's size in the past right I'm gonna go right at Bat Daddy because I think he's gonna answer it the way I, mean. I think he's gonna- most guys that have been Bryce Young size, what have they all done well? I don't know. That Bryce, I don't think there's that ever Bryce been a quarterback Bryce, Bryce doesn't do before. That Bryce doesn't do. 
Run the ball. The way I was going to say, the way I was going to say, legit, but I was going to say, and run the ball. Yeah. I was going to say, that like legitimate escapability, like that, just like scat, like quick zigzag. Yeah. He's not the agility. He's just going to stay in that pocket forever or throw it away. He's not going to scram. Look, if the field could be wide open for him to run, he's not going to do it. I don't think it's not gonna not gonna do it. I just you think can pick this up five is, or six yards he, and slide and not even get hit. It's just <laughs> man, it's the closing speed in the NFL, man. His little it's like me when I walk with people that got long legs, man. I gotta almost jog. Um all right, how about this? Is no all right, so how about this? Is to this past week we did have uh some big somewhat big news, but uh news and change. Um Thomas Brown. It's now going to be taken over as play caller. How does this change the team? How does this potentially help Bryce further his development? How does this uh, or does this change this team at all uh, No, in any um, significant way in y'all's mind? I, th- I think, like I said the other day on the, on the C3 is, you know, maybe we're a little better, but it's the difference between winning the game by 14 points or 21 points. So it's not yeah. really that big of a deal. I don't think you can make chicken. I don't think you make chickens out of chicken shit. Nigel in the chat says he deaf can scramble. I I tell you this is I've seen him get shown nothing. He's gotten chased down a lot. No, look, he he has shown nothing to show he can scramble. And this I'm sorry, CK, but this goes back to showing nothing about the future. Like he's shown nothing to show that he has a bright future going forward. He may you may have hopes based on things going on. But there's no factual evidence behind that's him to show that he has a bright future going forward. That is not it's, true at all. That's, that's a, unequivocally false. You can see shine, like you can actually see plays that cool. are one out of ten plays doesn't mean he's going to be a great quarterback. Yeah, it's few. It's a very few. You're right. You're, you're, t- you're what you're doing is you're taking, <laughs> no, you're taking no, the anomaly. No. You're taking no. the anomaly for the Here's, actual like substance. Listen, listen to my words here. What I'm saying is he is getting better, right? And every game he you had, he has, he has. Now he's starting to get to a point where he's getting four, five, six more plays in that are like incredible throws in tight windows. Like it's not, this isn't something that is just magically happening. This dude is actually going out there and putting some great things on film. And he's got a lot of, like I, I put it in the chat here. He has 16 sacks. CJ Stroud has eight. And six of CJ Strouds came in one game against the Colts in the first game of the year. CJ Stroud, his first sack and since the, that first game came in two, two of them last week against the Saints. CJ Stroud has not been given this, has been incredibly beneficial, has been benefited by an offensive line and having weapons. Bryce Young has not, but Bryce Young has been able to throw an incredible ball. Like, go back and look at it. Greg, you can laugh all you want, brother. I'm telling you're you. Right, you're right. You're right. Texans have a great offensive line and amazing weapons. You're right. He has. He didn't get sacked for four. Nobody weeks. said that at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> did. You're absolutely right. right. Starters out. No offense. Nobody right. thought they, that the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Nobody thought the Carolina Panthers were going to have the worst offensive line at the beginning of the year either. Yeah, because we finished top ten at the beginning of last year. Of all right. <laughs> so all what happened? Is CK, what happened to the whole line? What happened? CK, how does Thomas Brown becoming the play caller? Uh, continue to further uh, Bryce Young's development and uh, how does it change the team? Well, the hope is that he's able to actually call an offense that's intended to benefit Bryce Young. Yeah, right. Thank goodness. And, and that's, thank that's goodness. the hope. It doesn't feel like what we've had with, uh, with Frank Reich's play calling. It is, doesn't seem like it's been 
surrounding what makes Bryce Young thrive. Um, Again, I, my point about this is for people that are listening, A, and for the people on the panel, it's really got less to do with Bryce's performance is people's disappointment and just the overall disappointment in the team. And the fact is, is CK, I thought that when we brought in um, this coaching staff that was far more experienced than we had that we had had under the Matt Rule staff, one that had um, pedigree not only as NFL players, but um, Frank Wright being an offensive coordinator on a Super Bowl team, Jim Caldwell being associated with a, a team that made the Super Bowl. Um, these, I thought that the team would be able to better plan to attack other teams and to use what it had. Cause I'm so sick of people saying there's no weapons to know this and that is we're not doing a good job of using what we have, regardless of the talent that we have is they should be better. CK, not the players just be better. The coaching staff should be putting these players in better positions to succeed. And so we're not executing in all phases at this point. And and CK, do you believe Thomas Brown could breathe some life into that? I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, I have no evidence to support that, but I'm hopeful that uh, he will be able to come in and actually do some, uh, some positive things for this, uh, this team. I just, again, I, I can't point. I, I can't point to what his fingerprints were on the on the Rams when he was there. I can only hope that uh, the DNA uh, Sean McVay uh, has is going to transition to what the Panthers are hoping to do on offense. Ray, what do you think about Thomas Brown? Uh, what he can, how can he help Bryce Young's development? Maybe what do you hope to see out of this offense when we come out the bye? Yeah, so I'm going to kind of stick with what I was saying uh, yesterday in the sense that uh, you know I, I hope. I'm going to put it the same way, too. I hope to see, you know, kind of what we saw when he was with L.A. So a little more passing heavy. Um, obviously, you know, still planning on running the ball. And, and, and again, I guess, to, you know, to everyone else's point as well, just something that's going to benefit Bryce. Put Bryce in a better situation. I feel like Bryce was not put in the greatest situations. And, again, that's why, you know, I feel like there's times he flashed and there's times where he looked terrible. But, again, also got to keep throwing in there with the injuries and the way the offensive line play. and. I just I hope to see a just not so vanilla offense. <laughs> right, right. Does it make you feel good uh, to know that the Panthers are only three games back and the Saints are getting blown out on Thursday night football? And Is the division still in sight? I mean, technically, hey man, <laughs> I, I, was, I was I was saying like, and um, you know, there's you know, there's a year that we started what uh, one in three or one in four, I think it was one in three and finished twelve and four. So, uh, you know, you never know. You know, I'm trying to never be that cheerleader sometimes. Trying to be that cheerleader sometimes. So you never know. We can go on a little run here. But, you know, hey, well, you know, I just want to see us be competitive. I'm, 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 I'm just – obviously, I'm, I'm saying that, you know, kind of very sarcastically. Um, but, again, I'm, I just – I want to see us be competitive, man. Like, I just – it's tough. Like, I'm going to keep watching these games. I love my team. But it's it's when you're sitting there watching it, it's just it it just sucks to already have that feeling whether you all want to admit it or not. It's just like, yeah, we're 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 not going to win this game, or and or we might look terrible while we do this, and or we might just get outplayed from the beginning. Like we may just have zero shot. Like it's a it's a crappy feeling. 
Like it's a it's a real it's a real crap. Does show. this shake up, guys? And I'll, I'll let anybody take it. Twan, you get first dibs at it. Does the Thomas Brown shake up? Is it the last shake up uh, before we come out of the buy? Uh, because while people are upset in the chat about whatever positions people have about Bryce or whatever, really a problem with this team comes to talent uh, and depth of talent. While we have suffered a tremendous amount of uh, injuries, the problem with this team really stems from their inability to add players through the draft that have been meaningful for any time. Anytime is that go back to this, go back to Matt rules first draft where we took eight defensive players, mm-hmm. eight defensive players in a historic draft. While it was probably not even a terrible idea to just say, man, this defense is old as dirt right now. And we need to get young. The problem with that is out of those eight players, only one player, one freaking player. Can anybody name another player other than Derek Brown from that draft? Mm. Oh, maybe Jeremy Chin. Jer- oh, Jeremy Chin was that draft. Jeremy Chin. I was going to say, play. yeah, I, that, that's, not I feel playing. like that's it. He's not playing at all. Troy Pride Jr. Who? Troy Pride Jr., yeah. You know what? Is I keep, We got him on our team. Oh, wait, his name's Troy. No, Jr. no, no. <laughs> I was going to say. Right. Is the thing is, is this, is that's just one example. The Then we could associate that with Matt Rule, but then we have got now Scott Fitter that's been added the following year. And while J.C. Horn and injuries were problematic, I can't tell you another person other than Brady Christensen out of the next draft that has added anything this team. And then most concerning – And I know we're going to get, we get upset about all the focus goes to the number one pick. And that's what it is. The expectations go with quarterbacks. The expectations go with number one picks, but we've got nobody from this draft that I I think this, I think there's a good point. Like, how about this is the entire secondary is freaking destroyed. All the safeties are gone. Where the hell is Jamie Robinson? And I call him Jamie. They only played him a couple plays. It ain't spelled Jamie. His name is Jamie until this mug does anything. (laughs) Where, where, DJ Johnson? I think that while we can, we can look. The coaching staff has been disappointing, but look, there's no depth on this team, and you can't build a team without hitting anybody in the draft ever. So when you don't, um, you know, most team, most smart teams, when they're like, look. The season is probably going to be a loss. Let me start playing guys and see what they got. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I think that somebody did. We don't do it. We don't do it. Why why are you not? Why are you not putting DJ Johnson out there now to see what he got? Why are you not putting Damian Robinson out there to see what he's got? You know. And then you, well, you know, I don't want to. By the way, we traded up for him. I had coach can't even remember who's on his team to put him on the field. Oh, Lord. So does the – what do you guys they rem- think? They, they remembered him enough to put him on the trade block, though. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I made a yeah. joke. Yeah. I mean, remembers on the team to put him I'm, on the field, bro. I made a, I made a joke about that. I said, uh, <laughs> I said that 
Uh, he put the request in last week, but uh, they <laughs> forgot he was on the team. <laughs> oh yeah, now I guess we do. It's like oh, it's like oh, you're still here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. You have permission. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Yeah, it's exactly. like just you're still here. So oh, do you guys? I, I, see, I believe you have my stapler. Do you guys see changes coming? Our office space in the front office. My thing. My thing. I want to get a quick take on Thomas Brown, though. Uh, I hope that oh, Thomas please, Brown please. comes in here and um and blows it out and and I want him to make the offense better, not just Bryce Young. I hope he right. does something that makes everybody on the offense better. But the thing is, I'm, I'm gonna say it again, and people they get mad at me because I I go to the fans a lot on shit. But fans, <laughs> are y'all gonna actually give him a chance? I want to take a little yeah, moment. Are you really gonna give him a chance? Or are we gonna do what we do and when? Some uh, or we don't win a game or it's not going our way, and then everybody says he's a fucking buck. Who? Look, Thomas, Thomas Brown. Brown. I'm gonna give Thomas Brown a chance. Ray can tell Thomas you, Brown just got Frank Reich fired, dude. Right, right. Ray can tell you, know, you. I was like, if I'm Thomas Brown, I don't even know if I take this job because this seems like a fucking setup. Look, you say Thomas Brown took Frank Reich's job, but I guarantee if Thomas Brown comes out and we score 14 points every game for the next six games and lose six, he didn't take Frank Reich's job. No, I'm not saying he's he just showing that we have a shit. He got Frank Reich right, fired. Right. He got Frank Reich fired. Here's why he no, got Frank no, Reich I, fired. No, I guarantee you, if, if Thomas Brown comes out and we're putting out less points than we are right now and we go 0 6 for the next six games, guess what? He's not Frank Reich Frank is fired. Frank is not because of Thomas Brown. And no, all right. So, what saves Frank Reich's job from Thomas Brown? If he comes out and all of a sudden this offense looks significantly better. If Bryce Young's development looks significantly better, I think guess who looks like the problem? <laughs> guess who looks like the problem and arguably was the problem? If that's the case, Frank yes, Reich. you're right. Then yeah. Frank Reich might be the if problem. If they go sick, if they lose, if they only win two games, Frank Reich's getting fired, dude. I don't think he'll get fired. The length of his no contract and what the length of his contract contract and the fact that Tepper is yeah. technically still paying rule, he's yeah. not gonna just be like, Okay, he's, dude. He's the richest bye. guy in the yeah, NFL. But Tony, but Tony but Tony, but here's but here's the problem with that. So if he comes out and fires him, we now have two issues. There's two issues, if not three. The biggest one is that this ends up this ends up proving, or not proving, but it ends up making it seem like that we're just going to be a revolving door, not kind of like a head coach yeah. in a way. I know we gave rule time, but the biggest thing is that you don't, if you if you barely give a guy a year, especially if play calling was switched, the way it's going to look is if we end up not wanting to elevate Thomas Brown to being a head coach when that happens, and we, let's say we also fire Scott Fitterer as well with that, then you now have you have to figure out what guy is going to want to come here knowing that you just fi you fired rule. You didn't even give another guy a whole year. And now you're looking for somebody else. They're going to be thinking, so what you're only going to give me six to 12 games. And if I don't get it right, or if I don't get us wins, then, then what? I'm they're, gone they're, they're going to be they're thinking six to 12 games for $60 million. Yeah. They'll take it. Yeah. is going to take it. But Claire, look, they're going to be more, look, good coaches are more concerned with, um, with Tepper. Remember, Reich was the guy that he could get. That was the only coach he could get. Yeah, but we're going to end up in just the same boat then. You exactly. think you think a good coach is going to come no, here if that I happens? Mean, what if we just do the same thing over? I mean, if it's so bad, 
this looks like a failure on the coaching staff to be a little bit better. Yeah. And maybe it's just a couple of play, plays. Maybe we were in these games, but oh and six, not on my bingo card. And look, is that you can say that uh, I, arguably I could coach this team to the same record that they have right now. We all can. You could. Yeah. Well, Every single one of us could achieve the same exact thing that Frank Reich's coach. So I don't. Uh, what if he if if this team goes two and fifteen? You believe Frank Wright is secure? Yes. Yes. Crazy. I do. Look, Sad, look, sadly, the, yes. Here's the thing. Sadly, like, yes. Like I said, they're not going to pay. He's not going to pay three coaches. Yeah. Okay? There you go. Why not? He doesn't want to look like he doesn't want to look like a failure. He doesn't want to look like a failure. Some businessman, you're not going to spend that much money, okay? And like, even if you brought in a new coach next year, you're going to have the option of coaches, okay? I guarantee you. Some up and coming coach, offensive coordinator, has never been a head coach, would take this job, would take the $60 million guaranteed, even if he knew he was getting fired in six weeks, because now he has head coaching experience and he's got $60 million in his pocket. Like they're going to take the job. So don't worry about not finding a coach. Somebody's going to yeah, take that. Yeah, I job. agree with that. I ain't worried yeah. about that. Also, I want to point this out. I'm dropping it in the link right now. We're doing a collab show with the with 704 Charlotte Bound. I'm linking their YouTube channel direct to in the chat guys. They're on their way to a thousand subs. Help them get there. Help uh, us continue to grow this Panther community. Look, 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 whether or not we agree with people's opinions or we're, what is this? Is this a long road to hoe the rest of this season? We're going to need the lock arms and boy, we're going to have to yes. probably manufacture discussion at some point. And that's why we're doing this by week bound for the bye week. Ray, um, do you believe that simply because David Tepper would, wouldn't it wouldn't looking like two and fourteen after you just paid more than anything to any coaching staff all around? Wouldn't that make you look like a failure? I mean, it would. <laughs> so I feel like letting him go on top of that is just like, man, you just uh, just can't get it right. Like I feel like he. You know how it is when in the sense of, you know, you got all these billionaire owners, you don't want to be the guy that it just, you know, that is the failure among those men. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be the joke. Like right now, you know, the commander's getting a lot of that with, with, well, I mean, yeah, probably too late now, especially with, with Snyder going out of, out of Washington. So it's just like, I mean, I feel like eyes are on Tepper now, you know what I mean? Cause Snyder's gone. It's just like, there's nothing really else too crazy going on in the NFL where, there's the, the eyes are getting drawn to certain owners because of, you know, basically dumb shit going on or whatever. So for the fact that we're looking awful right now and then all the money he just spent and putting this dream team coaching staff together and we're sitting here at 0-6 and it's, you know, who knows how, how when it's gonna, going to get better. Uh, I'd like to think 2-15 and, two and is not going to happen, but, I mean, it, it very well could. So I'd like to think he wouldn't give up on a coach that quick. Uh, again, just to kind of quote unquote save face and not look like a complete failure. Um, but yeah, you know, two and you're right, two and fifteen kind of goes a long way to CK look like that already. CK, if this team goes two and fifteen, is there an argument that you should fire Scott Fitter, make the decision right away about who your GM is going to be for the next three years, and hire that GM and say you lead the coaching? higher i'm gonna take a nap yeah i mean i think that everything's on the table if it gets to that point again 
hmm. everything. I, I don't think that uh, that's an exaggeration. I think that uh, you can uh, you can you can start from scratch. I mean, here's the thing: is Frank Reich. You, you can talk about him only having one year, but he didn't just have one year. You can still take what he did in, in Indianapolis and use that as a uh, a potential catalyst to want to fire him here as well, right? Especially if things just continue to look like they're the same thing, same issues that he had there. Um, do I think that Fitterer? I, I don't know that Fitterer makes it through the year if you uh, if you're uh, if we continue down the path that you're just. I don't know if he should be the GM period anymore. And I don't care. I, I, you, I was saying this for a long time, guys. I was saying that, um, look, it's too much of Matt Rule's influence was on Scott Fitter to know um, what he truly was. Uh, I think that the fact that he has negotiated to get the number one pick at a very, what is still a reasonable price to move up from nine to one, it was not this crazy overpay or anything like that. I thought that was um, that was commendable, but the fact that this team has zero that really this past draft to me is such a big stain on uh, DJ Johnson did play twenty four snaps. He was on thirty six uh, percent of the defensive snaps in this past game, and I couldn't even tell you what he looked like. So I'm saying that was probably not good. Um, the fact that there is nobody in this secondary and Jamie Robinson isn't even on the team. Uh, he played one snap, played one snap at strong safety in this game, I think is un unreal. And I think all of this is a referendum, referendum or a, that might not be the right word. This mm -hmm. fall, this to me, this works. Yeah, Tepper, I meant not Tepper, That's Fitterer, Fitterer is uh, totally um, culpable for this draft and for this team that's put together. Um, is, but, it, but, but look, check this out. I was a believer in Fred, and, you know, we all joke. Like I, I was in Scott, we trust, all that. You know what I'm saying? I know I wasn't by myself. And as bad as Scott is, I seen the light on him. He's I think you should cut him at the deadline, not wait till the end of the year, so you can go ahead and get people in discussions now. But when we fire Scott, right? When and when it comes, right? Can can Scott honestly say if he ever sat down and did an interview? I wasn't able to really do my job because when I got there, they put a head coach ahead of me. And when the head coach was gone, then the owner tried to do my job. I was yeah, always I think that's why they hired him, Twan. Yeah, I I think that's why they hired him. Right. I think they hired him because he's a wet noodle. And, and right. then maybe they hired Frank Reich because he also was a yes man. Yeah. And that's who Temple wants to be surrounded by. And, right. And right. Twan, and that's what and, billionaires and, love to be surrounded by. Yeah, Twan, adding to your point right there, Twan, like yeah. when you talk about how you look at the fault of everything else, like we give Bryce Young all these excuses of rookie quarterback coming mm -hmm. into a new team, new head mm -hmm. coach, new scheme, all this stuff. Well, guess what? Frank Reich came into a situation where he's in a new team with a new mm -hmm. owner and a new mm -hmm. scheme and new players. And guess what? If the rumors are true, he didn't get the quarterback he wanted. Yep. So we're going to put all this blame on Frank Reich for being owner six when he had that. a quarterback he didn't want. Care. So how can how can I don't that feel rule, sorry for rule. Frank Reich at all can, right now? How can David Tepper, if he forced Bryce Young on Frank Reich, blame him for not being successful with Bryce Young? Tony just told you some billionaire shit. It's not, yeah, but that's all I'm saying, though. But you got to take that consideration, you know. Yeah, it's you, fucked you, up. 
Sure, you got to take that into consideration, but you also have to take into consideration that Frank Reich also has a history in the past couple of years of not being a successful head coach. Right. right. In the past and couple of years, we've lost Derek our Carr, quarterbacks. Who he chose. Who he chose. Exactly. You, exactly. He chose well, I don't know he if chose you say he chose those guys, but maybe wins. Actually, he did advocate. But see, I said this, er- I that said this GM, earlier. Though, that uh, GM, though. He wanted Rivers. He wanted Rivers, too. Yeah. I said this earlier about the playoffs with I said Rivers. he went out there. I said Tepper went and got – I said he went and got his own quarterback. So then that cut the coach and GM out because I strongly believe they wanted Stroud. Right? And then who says that when it was just him and Scott, that Scott was like, look, I know you like Reich. There's a better coach. Boom, boom, boom. I'm doing I want whatever. black Frank. And he right. said, I want Frank. <laughs> right. I want who, Jim. Who, who, who says that Scott didn't say, let's keep the Scott old said whatever right he wants. He, fond, he fondles yeah. Tepper's balls. That's what he does. Right, man. You yeah. can't say no to him. Shit. <laughs> no. Yep. You know, this is a condition, though, with uh, I, I heard it's great about billionaires is that they might he might not have said i want bryce but everybody's sitting in the room trying to figure out what david tepper wants and that when you're around people of that type of magnitude of money and power they don't have to tell you what they want you're sitting there hoping to figure it out the whole time Mm -hmm. and that way you don't have confidence in yourself but guess what that means that both all these guys are wet noodles to me Let's finish this show up with this talk is that the Carolina Panthers, despite all of this, are in troubled waters. Right. And the idea that if this team, I mean, we're sitting here saying, I think they can win two games. People in the chat are saying more. I don't even know why they're not going to be favored in any single game going forward. So I think there is a potential. The only reason that we believe that they're not going to win that they're not going to go winless is because the odds generally favor a team winning one or two games just by other teams fumbling the ball to them. But right now the Carolina Panthers are in the midst of a rebuild, maybe even uh, at the staff that they put together. How do they handle this right now? A lot of talks about Brian Burns today. I was listening to two, uh, Ooh, what? Oh, no, I was listening to Adam Gold show, which is a uh, Raleigh show. Pretty good show when it comes to talking about North Carolina sports, number one, but the Carolina Panthers. He said that Brian Burns will be trick-or-treating in another city by Halloween. Um, we heard Joe, Jeremy Chen. A lot of people thought that he was potentially going to be traded, but all of a sudden he's got this kind of crazy injury that we didn't see coming. Do the Panthers sell? Oh, and today was the news that the Panthers informed Terrace Marshall Jr. he had to go find his own trade because either they <laughs> forgot he was on the team, they forgot he was on the team that he, that to <laughs> trade him, uh, or they Terrence, can't, so you can't make shit up. <laughs> I, always oh, I always love that when a team says, you go find a trade partner and come back to us. Um, what do the Panthers do? Do you see moves being made? Are people on the go? Who are those go guys on the go? And are those moves the right move? Anybody can go. I, I go quickly. I think the Panthers should sit still and stop self-destructing. No, no more trades. No more trades. Leave it alone. Accept what's going to happen this year. 
start setting yourself up for next do year. Do you pay Brian Burns then? Yes. Or do you franchise him? What do you pay him? Well, okay, so look. Not $30 million. No, no, no. But see, this is the thing, and I talked about this last night. Brian Burns nor his camp has ever come out and said they wanted $30 million. The media pushed that out there, and fans yeah. took it and was like, "He ain't worth you know it. He never asked for thirty million. <laughs> he well, could have asked for twenty-five, and they could have said no. <laughs> yeah. Then why hasn't the deal gotten done? He could have asked the Panthers for twenty-five, and they could have said no. Mm. He probably had a limit where he was like, "I'm not going below this number." Or it could be the money's right, but the yeah. years aren't. <laughs> Or it could be the guaranteed money. The guaranteed like money. Like st- stability be, can mean more than you know the yeah. amount. Like you know, if they're like, "Well, right, we're only right. going to pay you for four, and he's like, "Well, I want five to six or seven. Yeah, so Symmetric about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think I don't know. Maybe he wants. Maybe he wants ownership in the team. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little shot at USC right there. Yeah. Um, no I, that can't be true. Bitcoin. I mean, if it is true, like man, also that guy that that takes some that took some huevos right there, man. That takes some huevos right there. I think Uh, that all right. So Tuan wants to sit tight. Yes, accept our lumps, and I mean, I I just think Scott is a scapegoat to fire him. But go ahead. I mean, they ain't gonna let him be who he is anyway. Tepper needs to hire a GM that's gonna come in here and has actual voice. And it's going to be willing to get fired and go, bro, look, you hired me for this. Let me do it. But is he going to hire a guy like that? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? But in the meantime, man, just sit tight. We already lost so many. We want to lose more draft picks, doing more dumb shit. Carolina Panthers is known for not paying their players, bro. We're known for this. So Uh, unless you want to do everything through the draft, free agents are not coming here. Man, we're gonna have this. yeah, they are. We're gonna about to be paying out some money. We have to do what Jacksonville did, and Jacksonville had to overpay because they're yeah. not a destination. They're not gonna get a good, a, no good so deal. We're a check destination. We're a check destination. Come get your check we'll and leave. <laughs> uh, Ray, what should we do? Should the Panthers be making moves? Should they sit tight? Who should be on the move, and what do you want for them? I mean, I keep going back and forth. There's part of me that wants to get rid of Brian just for the draft capital. You know, if you guys know me, uh, I love talking drafts. I love I love draft time. So, of course, you know me. I want draft picks. Um, we don't really have that many, and we damn sure don't have a first. Um, and we would have the first overall right now if we actually had our own first. Uh, but with that being said, it's it's there's times where I think to myself, like, well, if we technically have the cornerstone of obviously every team, which is a quarterback, you know, on the offense, like we need that for the defense. And I mean, really outside of Brian, I don't know who that is on this team right now. So it's just, I feel like we almost have to keep that. Like we have the, the building block to each side. Like I want to say it technically should be JC Horn, but my man can't stay on the field. So uh, it's, it's to a point where like, I almost feel, I want to say everyone's basically up for grabs outside of Brian on that, on that defense. And I guess now chin, I just, and it kind of made me laugh when, when the chin uh, news popped up, it's just like, man, so you were rumored to get traded and now you're just conveniently hurt for the next six weeks. Like you must've really wanted to stay like, uh, <laughs> uh, like, Oh, I'm, I'm on the trade block. I'm on the trade block. Let me just throw my, let me throw myself down these stairs right quick. Yeah. Like, Oh, oh coach, coach. I fell down the stairs. I had an accident at home. I would so. be like, I am fine, dude. I am 100% fine. This team doctor making this shit up. I'm ready to right. get traded. Um, right. Greg CK, your thoughts on trades and moving people. And then Claire jump in there. Uh, 
You want go ahead to go. Um, all right, I'll, I'll throw mine out there. Um, I'm right there with the the thought that we we don't do anything. I mean, I'm so tired of this making moves and then always losing. Like, I can't really speak to anything that we've won uh, with Scott Fitter at the helm. I, I just don't. The thing I was telling some, I, I had this conversation with a couple of coworkers today. Trading away players for draft picks is a is a weird decision. Because we haven't been able to hit on draft picks in since Herney left. Exactly. You know what I mean? So like and, and listen, I'm not I'm not saying this to say Herney was the greatest GM in the world, but Herney hit on the first round and, and there were still some people in the second and third rounds that he was able to get. We can't say the same at all for Fitterer. Fitterer has not you can't put one person on the list that that Fitterer you felt like he he drafted in the later rounds that you thought you know what he made the right choice. Yeah, Greg. Look, sometimes man, you just got to look at the situation and realize it's time to sell the farm. I say Carolina gets rid of J.C. Horn, gets rid of Dante Jackson, Brian Burns, Frankie Louvu, um, uh, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen. Every man. player we have, player you right build, now. you build around Bryce Young and Derek Brown. You trade everything you can, second, third, anything past the second round. You trade those picks away to get into the first and the second as much as you can the next two and three years, and you build around that and free agency. I mean, I'm just, I'm sorry. The reason why Carolina's in the situation they're in is because we've half-assed tanked for the last few years. We need, I mean, to, yeah, but like, full I, on, we need to go full-on tank, stop half-assing it, get rid of every asset we have, get as much as we can, who cares about anything past the third round because we never hit on that anyway. Get rid of everything we can to build up as much as we can, at least next year for the first round and the next couple of years have multiple firsts and seconds going into what we have. We, we just have no other shot. It's time to rebuild. It's time to sell the farm. We're going to suck for the next few years regardless, even if we don't do this. Even if we go what we got, we're still going to suck. We might as well suck and be rebuilding. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Claire? <laughs> you all sound like we're all over the damn place. <laughs> Good. If we all agreed, it would be boring. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. It's just, no. I just didn't, I didn't expect Bat Daddy to go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> Somebody had to. So, um, I, I did hear on the, you know, as part of the Panthers rumor mill that's going around on Twitter that uh, it, it has been brought up that Frankie Louvu could actually be more of a, of a, trade commodity than brian burns right now i'm not sure what has spawned the thought behind that other than the fact that i I, maybe they're trying to hold on to brian burns and say you know we we still want to work out a deal worst case scenario we'll just franchise tag you i don't know what it is but either way um i hope i hope not frankie in a way um because he's actually i I, i've actually kind of called frankie luvu a unicorn for this team in a sense that Usually we lose players that are actually decent and we just let them go to prosper somewhere else. And this is the first time we've had a guy come here and actually make a difference on this team who was a nobody on the team he was on previously. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, it's Former like, Matt Rule guy, by the way, out of Temple, I believe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he played. I just know he went undrafted and then was taken by, and he was picked by the Jets. Maybe. And, uh, I think so. I think I'll like have to look. I'm not sure. That happened. I'll look it up. Um, but anyway, um, as as far as as far as trades, um, you know, 
the va- I think trading any there are yep. certain players we're trading them. I think it's it's kind of almost laughable as what's the point of trading them. Um, Brian Burns would make sense as much as I wouldn't want it to have happened in my opinion. Uh, Frankie Louvu does make sense. It wouldn't happen, but he does hold value. Derek Brown. I'm not saying it would happen. He's not even been brought up, but there are positional players right now who make sense. Um, there are some people who have mentioned players that they would love to see traded away. That to me, it's like you're not going to get anything for him. You're almost like just getting rid of him just to think that you could unload his contract or something, um, which that doesn't always happen anyway. I know some people have been up, and I'm I'm gonna I know Twan's gonna groan when I say it, but I know Ian Thomas in the past has been brought up as we should he should be somebody that we Evil. trade because. You know, but it's like, but there's, but there's gonna trade him to the XFL. uh, Yeah, but that's my point. These are, these are, these are players that people have brought up. You know, they get frustrated when you, when you say, well, we should trade Brian Burns. We should trade this person. We should trade that person. But it's because anyone else that you, that you don't want on this team, no one else is going to want him either. So that's the problem. That's Um, my point. So, and that's, and that's, just a, uh-huh. real quick, is Eddie Burn Burner in the chat's right? Is Frankie Louvre? I was wrong. Went to uh, Washington State. Washington. Okay. State. So, but anyway, um, if in my opinion, I think the best thing to do, um, I, I've also there's also been some speculation going around also on Panthers Twitter or whatever you want to call it that um we are not looking to use any of our draft picks to be able to get more talent on this team the idea is we are wanting to trade away players that we can get picks for and or a player for as well i'm not sure how true that is but apparently we are not wanting to move any more of our picks to be able to get players what player Um, like why 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 would we move on from from brian burns right when why would we no, no, we are zero and sixteen. We are zero and so, sixteen, and nobody's gonna give us what we want for him at this point. Nobody. After after turning down the Rams, and apparently, yeah. and I and I was wrong when we did that show. I, I said we're that we're not gonna get. We didn't. They didn't give us their twenty twenty four because yeah. they don't have it. They do have it. Um, actually, but it's just my understanding after I read more into that is that because it was the first time since twenty sixteen that they actually had a first round pick. Um, they did not want to give their next first round pick up again. Like they were, they weren't wanting to do that. Um, but either way, so why would you do it? Um, in hopes that whoever you picked to send him as far as getting trade value for that, you pray to God that their pick is not somewhere in the middle to the, you know, last end of the first round, because it's not going to be based on our record of where we pick. Once we get a pick for Brian Burns for this coming draft, it's not going to be based on our record it's going to be based on whose ever pick it was that we took so if he goes to somebody like i it's been rumored that the ravens are apparently interested in him i don't know how true that is these are just things i'm hearing on twitter um if the ravens do well um they usually pick somewhere in the middle to the latter part of the first round if it stays that way that's where we would be picking i mean we'd at least have a pick in the first round but when, kind of like what, well, what you would get a Daddy player that gets that... a fifth-year option. That would be one thing. I think for me, right. my, my my idea on trades is this, is that uh, you'd be willing to deal any single person that you don't see um, as having a significant future in your building forward and or well, that could if you be don't many be, people tony that's the yeah problem. but if you well then if you if you don't think they're going to be in your future plans then they should be then getting anything for them should be willing and i also think too is that if you're just not willing if you don't think that you're going to be willing to 
to do what it takes to sign these people because you're going to need to sign Frankie Luvu. You're going to need to sign yes. Brian Burns. You're going to, and if yep. you're not willing to do those things, then you should be willing then let to him trade go. them. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's I agree with kind that of what one. I'm saying. Right. Like, if you, like, if you're not willing to, kind of like with, uh, I think it was Bat Daddy that was saying like half-assing as far as like rebuilding. Um, I think the other thing that this team also half-asses is, you know, trying to keep around caliber talent that's worth keep like building a team around or continuing to build and develop a team. Um, and that's, I think that's also what kills me is, you know, what, I don't know what the, the stipulations are as far as why Brian Burns has not been signed by us yet. I don't know if it's, if it's the value, if it's the money, if it's the years, if it's the wording, if it's signing bonus, whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but you know, it's whatever is stopping it. If it's something as simple as the annual salary, like with the base salary of what he's actually going to get, meaning whatever he gets guaranteed is not meeting his standards, then in my opinion, the fact that you also were willing to turn down, even though they weren't for this coming year, two first round picks in a second, it's like, where, what tier, like, do you only value him in the sense of whatever you can get for him? Because apparently if you're not willing to pay him, well, that's you know, going to be the, that's, that's uh, kind of what's annoying too and i i said it on another live what's also annoying is that there are players in the past that we let go with the understanding and anticipation that we were trying to save money to be able to pay guys like burns and a Derek brown who are now on other teams and this is going to be like a stefan gilmore um you could argue hassan reddick you could even go back as far as arguing maybe even james bradbury if you want to reach that far back to say something like that but there are guys that we didn't continue or sign Right. And and it's like and it's like so if we let those guys go and they are now making differences on the teams that they are on and thriving and doing well and they did well here is also the biggest thing. It's not like we let them go because they sucked. They did well here, too. And to do that and to get rid of them and to now also trade Brian Burns, it's like so then if, if the whole thought of not wanting to continue with these guys was because you were hoping to be able to, you know, pay Brian Burns and have the money for it, then it almost feels like you just also got rid of players who could have done well as veterans on this team to help build up this young defense that we have, regardless of the older free agents we've signed this year. We still have a young defense. You have now let those guys go to help pay for Brian Burns, and now you're probably not even going to end up paying him. I hope they do at this point just for that sake and also for the fact that he's <laughs> he's – I, don't, I can't even say he's the best edge rusher on the team. He half the time feels like he's the only one we've got at this point. We've got people at depth, but he's the only one that really does anything. So it's, I think that's what bugs me the most about the trading of Brian Burns. I don't want to see him go, but at the same time, it's like y'all also let talent go to be able to pay him. And now there's talks like, and eh, we, we, it could be we don't want to pay you that much, or we don't want to give you that long yeah, of a I mean, contract. If you're, whatever I think it is, that's, those are the things that are going to make the Rams trade haunt you. Is that not if yeah. you, not if you didn't make the trade, but then if you didn't keep the asset that you were didn't want to trade. I need to do this real quick though because I'm missing my producer, so I'm missing um, a lot of the housekeeping things right here, and I need to get better at it. Uh, thank you, Nervosh, for your support, your ongoing. He's a patron saint of uh, – he is an angel investor of the C3 Panthers podcast. Bryce hasn't wowed me. I think he's yet to have a statement game that emphatically says this is why I was the number one overall pick. I think that's a fair point. Happy yeah. birthday to C3 Anthony. Tomorrow is his birthday. 
He says this, C3, y'all are the best. Keep chopping it up. Shout out to Twan Ray and Ares, uh, Claire. This is a great conversation. Give some price, some time. I believe like CK. Mm-hmm. BG says CK. Uh, well, he didn't say CK, but he is sure. saying CK. CJ had 11 sacks the first two weeks, he said. Uh, and Mr. Strats, thank you for your support. Always a great, uh, follower of the, of the C3 Panthers podcast and contributor of our community. He said this team, let someone go and they become amazing. True. That's what I was and, saying earlier. Uh, yeah. White Chocolate Espresso, my bastard son, says, who's ready for hockey season? Man, hockey season's here, baby. In fact, the Canes are just faced uh, a drop puck drop about 25 minutes ago. I think they're playing the Kraken tonight. So we can all stay up and watch that. Uh, tons of support there. All right, guys, uh, we'll give go around and get you guys your exits, and then we'll go ahead and get out of here. I uh, actually made a pretty decent time if we close this out by 11. Um Let's start with uh, CK, the voice that makes him moist, the man who is fighting on his own hill and survival and support of Bryce Young. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. as I'm ready for Bryce to succeed. I want that statement game to where we can put away some of that. How can they get after you and what should they look forward to when it comes to the C3 Panthers podcast? Uh, you can find me on the uh, X-verse at uh, Codizzle Allen. Um, obviously he's finding me here on C3 and, uh, talking about, uh, Albright Young that has a lot of, uh, upside at this point in time, but, um, you know, it's, it, it's definitely feels like I'm standing alone on this hill all of a sudden. And, uh, uh, it's all right. I'll stand here for a bit until, uh, you guys. And we got two years of, you got two years. I'm with, I'm with it. Two years. Never. (laughs) All right. Uh, let's go to the 704 Charlotte bound crew. You guys go around the horn and tell everybody who you are, how they can get after you and how we got to get past 1000 and on to 10,000 subscribers. We always go ladies first over here. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So Aries Claire here, you can find me as always on the seven Oh four Charlotte bound show. Um, I do have a segment on that show that is my own. It's called who's that girl TV. I haven't put out a show in the in a while. We've, and I say we, um, uh, me and my partner in crime, uh, who is not on with us at the time, Edge, uh, we have been dealing with so much stuff since moving into a new house, um, mm. job things, different, just a lot of changes have been going on, and it's kind of tied up both of our schedules with being able to do our separate shows. Um, I hope to have one coming soon, the more in-depth we get into college football season, so stay tuned with that. You can find me on, as CK was saying, the Xverse. I like that. I, I still like calling it Twitter because I'm sorry, the Xverse just sounds, just X in general sounds very shady. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can find me on there at AriesClaire underscore 93. Um, and you can come at me with whatever. I'm just going to throw stats back at you if you just come at me with nothing <laughs> with, with nothing but opinions. Love A lot it. of people don't like that, but uh I, I can't I can't I can't get into an argument with people who are just only in their feelings and that's it. So the Saints come at just me and tied come hard. Up, <laughs> the Saints just tied it up 24-24. Mm, something, something to go watch then, huh? Yeah, oh, that's cute. Is a touchdown for me. Fantasy wise. We'll be good. I just want to know if Kamara scored. <laughs> uh he just got the two point conversion. I know that. Um 
And he I, I got Twan. I got Twan in fantasy this week. He hit my prize picks like in two hours ago. With he's got uh, over sixty yards receiving yards, and he only needed thirty. So, nice. um, who's next? I'm doing all right. I got thirty-two points. Four. All right, I was say, yeah, I'll go quick. Obviously, yeah, you can find me at 704 Charlotte Brown Show. So, uh, obviously, you know, like, subscribe, share us over there. Help us get to 1K. We're pretty close. I'm actually going to be giving away a signed 8x10 uh, Steve Smith authenticated photo just as a little thank you, uh, you know, once we get to that, you know, milestone. So, definitely, uh, if you're new, subscribe and everything like that. You guys obviously didn't know that. So, just that little bit of incentive to – to come over and check us out. Uh, so yes, obviously C3, much love, much, much appreciated having us on here, having me on here. Uh, it's a great time. Obviously I always like jumping in the, the Friday night shows and stuff like that too, but just kind of doing the, the collab tonight one-on-one was, was pretty special. And I, and I very much appreciate it. So uh, yeah, obviously keep pounding and uh, just, just give Bryce a little slack y'all. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Twan, you're up. 704 Charlotte Bound show, man. Look, we about to hit 1k. But um, look, I'm I'm grateful for Tony uh, and the C3, uh, the Army over there, and uh, Bat Daddy and CK and Cody for having us over here. Uh, much appreciation for that, man. Make sure y'all continue to, if you haven't already, or people looking and watching us, to uh, also uh, subscribe to the C3 show, man. And um, they got a lot of great guys over here. I thank uh, you guys for letting me actually interview a lot of you guys. Yeah, for man. My, Stepping out into my bastard son, I think. Yeah, that was a good interview too, bro. Nice interview. Uh, hey, up next, man. I mean, I got one person before him, but like, if you like that, it's gonna be me and the bad daddy one on one, man. He has already agreed to it. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to learn some more about him, get into his life a little bit, find out about him, and um, and and Panthers football and. I'm going to be giving out a $30 gift card tonight when we hit 1K, man. And it's going to go to, like, that fan that was just – that did, like, a lot of great things with us this year that was just there with us. Kind of like our super fan. We did it last year. Gave out jerseys. I think White Chocolate Espresso won one of the jerseys and when we did that. That was for a trivia. That was for a trivia a trivia, trivia show. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Our winner was uh, King Jermaine, J.P. Shepard. He won a, a signed uh, DJ Moore mini helmet. Nice, mm. nice. Sorry, Claire, you're giving out some artwork. I think you might need to change the artwork. Yeah, <laughs> my the artwork I was going to give away was a it's a it was a 20 by 30, and it was of our entire it's it's artwork composed of our entire 2023 <clears throat> draft class. Um oh, but, <laughs> <laughs> I created that when all the hype was real. Fold it, um, all of, just fold the ends in with just around Bryce. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Bryce is in the middle, thankfully. But put it this way: I I will change it up, and I will I'll say it on here because I totally forgot. It's not that I forgot; it's just I didn't even think twice about the you know about what half what's going on with this team right now. Somebody might not actually want the entire draft class like how I had initially created it but what i will do instead is i will just uh i will say that i will have i will be available for anyone who wants whoever wins whatever um it will be um i will have it be winner's choice so whatever right. you want me to create i will create it and i will let you know what size i can have made for you we'll just do it that way to make it easier 
there. So right on, right on. Greg, how do they get after you? Yeah, man, you can find me on, uh, I guess, what used to be Twitter. Now is X. It's my only form of social media uh, The bat, at the Bat Daddy 52. I try to check it once a day. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, if you get rid of social media and all this Internet stuff, it makes your life so much better. But uh, I try to at least check it once a day for podcasting and all that good stuff. Also, this Friday, we're starting our show back up, or I have my little guilty pleasure. It's Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Friday on YouTube, you can come be a part of the show. Check out the live chat. I think this week we're talking about Loki, Gen V, um, Lower Decks. <laughs> I watched Decks, all of Gen V already. Uh, yo, I'm caught up in Gen V. It's awesome. Man, after episode one, episode one is amazing. Oh, check it out. If you want to talk about it, if you like shows, look, television shows, movies, novels, comic books, any, audio books, anything you like, hit me up. Let's talk about it. Let's hang out. That's what we do. It's all about entertainment and uh, really kind of in the geek verse and just kind of entertainment realm. So that's Friday um, night at eight, right? At nine, nine, yeah, Friday night at nine geeks, chasing eight. squirrels to the multiverse, uh, Gen V check it out. Amazon. It's a shoot off, a spinoff series of the boys. My name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by Carolina cat chronicles.com. We're here live every Tuesday night at 9 PM. I just got a message from Twitter that said it's your 10 year anniversary today, which means I started that account because of this podcast, the end of uh, October makes a full on 10 years, starts our 11th year as a podcast. Appreciate the community and the people that wow. support us. Smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe. We're here on Tuesday nights, the Friday free for all. Uh, also, all types of extra content like tonight. And uh, when we get back from the buy, we're going to have the post game show and a lot more content to come, and we're going to need each other. Lock arms with C3, lock arms with 704 Charlotte Bound. My name's Tony Dunn. Make sure you hit those sub, those subs that subscribe. Make sure uh, you punch a Saints fan in the face. And uh, also check us out on – don't literally punch a Saints fan in the face, but I do no, think I, I got this one. I said it. No. Oh, I live hold on. one. <laughs> Hold on, I got you. Fuck you, Saints. Keep pouting. This is Tim Estes' kid. Fuck you, Saints. Keep pouting. Yeah, man. <laughs> Keep pounding. Uh, let's get out of here. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.